This will go down in history as the first official episode of the Upside Podcast. Obviously, we've already done over half a dozen of them, uh, but this one right here is being published on August 8th, 2019, and it's officially number one. So welcome to the Upside Movement, officially. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. We cannot start this episode without saying a gigantic thank you. I feel like we've been saying thank you a lot, but we have a lot to be to say thank you about. We found out yesterday that the Upside... And if you follow us on on social media, on Instagram, which you probably do, if you don't, throw us a follow on the grams. We're easy to find. (laughs) Uh, I'm Jeff Dollar. I'm Callie Dollar. Easy, right? (laughs) Uh, But if you follow us on there, you saw this yesterday afternoon, uh, 100,000 plays and downloads of the Upside podcast in the past two weeks. I can't even wrap my head around that number, honestly. One, I'm like, how? You know what my first thought was, which is really stupid? Jeff came in the living room and literally told me this. And he was like, Callie, guess what happened? And he said 100,000. And my first irrational thought was, I don't even know 100,000 people. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know that many people. How did this happen? Like, I, what? So 100,000 plays and downloads, and it, it it feels like we've been kind of bragging on ourselves a lot lately, but it's it's not like that. It truly is genuine appreciation because we didn't expect the podcast to take off the way it did. So we're overwhelmed by it in the very best way. Also, we're really not very cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're, you know, some, some people in entertainment, I think would be like, yeah, you know, it's just the way it is. It's cool. It's fine. And we're like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. So, so it's a true sincere thank you. And just to put it in perspective, if we haven't talked about this yet to put it in perspective, Our plan with the podcast was by the end of the year, December 31st, we wanted to have 2,500 listens per week. That would have been 10,000 per month. And if, if like the plan was, if we got to that point, then we'd feel like we were onto something and we would keep it going. And now we're at a hundred thousand before technically before we officially launched it. So it's a true, 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 sincere thank you uh, for your listens, for spreading the word on social media. We we are trying to repost as many of you as possible who share it because it's so awesome to us that you're bragging on us. So thank you for doing that. I have two more goals. Okay. Okay. So one goal is <laughs> we didn't even have this as a goal. Okay. Okay. You have a valid point, but I do (laughs) want to set two goals. And one of them is I want to be in all 50 States. Like we know that people in Atlanta are listening and there's people in Tennessee and then someone from Pennsylvania last week. I've gotten emails from Greenville. So that's South Carolina. Yeah. I've gotten emails from Florida. 
We should get a map and like color them in. I want to do the old school map. Like, you know, did your parents ever have one of those where you have like a travel or a map? And when you go somewhere, you road trip somewhere, they have those red pins and you stick it in the map when you get home. And you're like, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, it's cute how Callie grew up a Delta kid. So she's like, oh, did you have a map of the world that you would put pins in? And and that's there? Yeah, here's what I had a map of. Connecticut. <laughs> that's where we. But were how gro- many pins were in Connecticut? Wasn't and, it fun putting the pins in Connecticut? And Canada. I've, I have only, you see, you've done more than I have in North America. Whatever. You haven't been to Canada? I have been to Niagara Falls, which I don't feel like super counts because Canada is so beautiful. Like there's so many amazing places to go in Canada and Niagara Falls. You can pretty much have one foot in Canada and one foot in New York. So I feel like it's not really fair. Like that's not, so I can't, I don't feel like I can say I've been to Canada, but I would love to go. I don't know if it's uh, still the case, but when I saw um, my parents' driver's license a few years ago, like a few, like 10 years ago. And you didn't need a, if you were a New York state resident, you didn't need a passport to go into Canada because they would put a special seal on your, you could get like a driver's license that allowed you to cross the border. You're basically like, we pretty much live in Canada. Right. And that was it. There was a place that you went that you said, um, when you planned a trip years ago, you stayed one night in this really beautiful city in Canada and you've been thinking about it for like 10 years and you want to go back because it was so remarkably it, beautiful. That was West Canada and um, Where was it, that? Port Victoria. We need to Victoria, go Victoria. Victoria Island is what it was and it's near Vancouver. I don't know why I called it Port Victoria. Maybe that's where the ferry pulled up or something. But Victoria Island mm-hmm. um, was so pretty and we went into Seattle and drove up and took a ferry. So that would be like at least a full week of something to do. Like you don't just go yes. out there for a weekend. Yes. But Canada really is uh, beautiful. How do we get on that? Oh, we <laughs> want to try to get people listening to the podcast in all 50 states. That's one of Callie's goals. Or Canada. And we like Canada too. Canada is like the 52nd state. Puerto Rico's 51. Canada's 52. Um, and then the number two goal. Oh, I want to hit a million so we can have a million dollar party. <laughs> Get it? Jeff doesn't think it's nearly as funny as I do, but I would love to have a million dollar party. You're so punny. I am very punny. That was your second goal? Yeah, that was the second goal. Oh, okay. That's get a- to a million so we can have a million dollar party. Um, and we are getting f- uh, feedback. And my favorite one so far, I think, came in about Callie, who, uh, as we talked about a couple episodes ago, is very sensitive even to the weird emails, the ones that are nonsensical. Mm-hmm. So I hope this doesn't get inside your head. But somebody wrote to me and said that their favorite thing about you is how you say the word because. Because? The word because. Because, well, how do I say it? I have no idea. Do you draw it out? Do you sing song? I don't know. I do use the word because when I am forgetting something. Instead of saying, um, I'll say, well, because, but I didn't, I don't think I have an accent or anything. So like if you're walking through the grocery store and you know, there's one more thing you need to get, you're just going up and down the aisle going because, 
Because no, because and that, you said you thought about when you forgot stuff. No, I know, but it's my way of drawing out in a sentence because seems like a good word, like a filler word. Uh, not a filler word, but if it's already in the sentence, it's a word that I can extend. Like I could say, I think that way because you wouldn't go. I think that way because. All right. Well, somebody is very fascinated or. Yeah. How do I say? It? I don't en- know. Enamored with your use of the word because. Thank so. you for liking the way I say because. So the, the Cali because fan club has has begun. <laughs> I saw the greatest, sweetest picture this week. And there was a six-year-old kid in, um, he goes to North Fayette Elementary. His name is Blake. And he went, you know, it's back to school week in Georgia because Georgia's really weird. And um, every, I think every year, his mom has a back to school gift. Like she works either for a company or has her own company that makes t-shirts or whatever. So she says for your first day of school, I'm going to put whatever you want on your t-shirt. And he wanted a t-shirt. He told his mom, he said, make my shirt say, I will be your friend. And she was like, why do you want, why do you want your shirt to say that? And he said, um, it's for all the kids who need a friend to know that I am here for them. And his mom said, hold on, how old is this guy? Six. I mean, kid goals, right? Like, come on. That is the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. My heart is exploding right now. And um, his mom said that he has experienced bullying. Bullying in school hasn't always been easy for him. And he wants kids to know that if they need a friend, he will be their friend. So he's he's wearing it on his T-shirt the first day of school that says, I will be your friend. And I just want to squeeze that kid. And his mom must be so proud. And you can squeeze that that kid because he will be your he friend. He will be your friend. I love him. I think um the the family, the mom, the either I think it's her company mm-hmm. is selling those shirts now. So Oh no way, that's so cool. Um I we I'll find her original Instagram post mm-hmm. and put it up on my Facebook page. So if you want to buy a shirt this is I will be your friend. That's awesome. That is so cool. And what what's the kid going to do now to top that? Like he's such yeah, an pretty sweet. he's such an awesome human at age 6. It's all downhill from here, kid. Like what are you going to do at age <laughs> no, 7? No, it's not. You're going to change the world, Blake. You're amazing. Good job, buddy. He's the opposite He's 100% the the opposite of me because I'm such. Jeff would have a shirt that says, I will not be your friend. No, I would not. That's rude. But my <laughs> shirt would say, I prefer to be alone because I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert. I'm a lot of an introvert, but I don't. I don't like that about myself, which is, by the way, it's such a ridiculous thing to work in the public eye for decades, literally. Mm-hmm. Like two and a half decades, but be an introvert. I think a lot of public personalities are introverts. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like I think that. I feel less alone in my aloneness. You know how you hear comedians sometimes struggle with depression and stuff like that, but the laughter is like, do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And I've been around an, enough comedians, comedians especially, are using many times humor to to not mask, but to address tragedy. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I think, and here's what I want. This is the re- whole reason the introvert thing is top of mind right now. I do something fairly regularly that I don't know if it's, if it's an introvert thing, 
if it's an only child thing, if it's a weirdo thing, or if it's a normal thing. So I'm going to, I'm just going to tell you. You know, what's funny. I have no clue what you're going to say, but what I'm thinking is, is a million different ideas because you do so many weird introvert slash only child things that I don't know which one you're going to pick. <laughs> well, maybe you can make a list and that could be like a future episode of the podcast where you run down things that make me weird. <laughs> they're not weird. They're just different. I had a sister growing up, so I just don't know. And I'm not an introvert. So, well, we're going to, I mean, we're not going to get into this too much today, but, um, there are, I'm going to be out of town a couple days next week for a convention and meetings related to podcasting. It's we'll explain tomorrow or next week sometime exactly what that's all about. But what I think you should do during those the two days that I'm going to be gone is you should listen back to some of our rehearsal shows that we've never published mm -hmm. and and play and pick a couple of those. And one of them deals with how messed up only kids are. And I that was not my topic, by the way. That, no. was, that was Jeff talking about, I think I'm really weird because I was an only child and here's why. And I totally will do that next week because we recorded probably... 10 episodes before we even published our first one, the day we announced. So we have a bunch of stuff that um, we've talked about before. And the only child thing is one of them. So what is it? What do you think? Are you trying to decide I, if it's weird or you're I'm an just only gonna, child? I'm going to throw it out there. And then it's, a, then you tell me if this is something that happens to you, because it might be perfectly normal, mm -hmm. but I, it, it has not happened as much in my unemployment as it did when I worked around people, mm -hmm. but I would go walk up to someone at, let's say, 1130 in the morning. And I would say, hey, person, would you want to grab lunch today? I'm thinking of going to the patio at, at, at Fellini's, mm -hmm. right? That, I would throw that out there. And it, the time is important at 1130. And then they would respond with, oh, I got to load these, this stuff. I got to finish this project. If I'm done by noon, I'm in. Otherwise, I got to stay here and work. And nine times out of 10, when that happens, by 1135, I hope they say no. My mental, I have switched from wanting to be social to not wanting to be social. Well, I think the problem is, I don't think that you're weird because. Well, be, does that happen to you? First of all, does that happen to you? Like if you're. At it work, has before. So I understand what you're saying, does it but happen I head it off and I don't do that anymore. I don't make day of plans unless it's my best friend, Chrissy. And I'm like, Hey, want to go get coffee? I know, but like percentage wise. It's, it's weird to ask you now because, well, yeah, you're a bad example because your job now is such early morning hours and your job before that was in such a small yeah, office. But, yeah, but when people ask me now to go to lunch, my answer is always no, even if I don't have lunch plans because I don't like making plans no, 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 the no. day of. That's not, you, you have to be the one asking. What I'm saying is I ask people and I invite people to do things. And if their response isn't an immediate yes, then my hope is that it's no, because if they come back in like 15 minutes and they're like, I can go to lunch now. Like I've, uh, this is a, conf the, let me tell you how extreme <laughs> it is. I've done this before 
where I will go to somebody at, let's say, 1130 and go, hey, do you want to go have lunch? It's a beautiful day. Let's go sit on a patio. And they're like, yeah, let me finish this up and I'll text you. Like, I'll call you. Oh, I hate that. I'm like, great. And then I will go somewhere else, like get my car and like whatever. And 10 minutes later, they'll send me a text and be like, all right, I'm in. Want to ride together? Should I meet you there? And I just don't respond to it. Well, that part is weird, but I think I can make a life suggestion that would make things not weird for you. Don't make plans ever. No, don't make plans the hour before you want to go. Like if you don't make either you make plans for lunch tomorrow and Monday and Tuesday, or you just don't like, don't ask people to go to lunch that day. Here is how Do you know what I'm saying? No, because you're not getting it. No, I totally am getting it. But what I'm saying to you is there's a weird lapse because that person hasn't planned their day to go to lunch with you. So if you made plans with someone three days ago, would you be dreading it by the time lunch came around? Or is it just that you have to worry about someone being like, are they coming? Are they not coming? I don't know. This is how I know I'm weird. And I hope, my hope right now is that somebody listening to this podcast is is shouting out i know exactly what you're talking about because you are operating under the realm of scheduling and plans like you're like i am operating under the realm of social anxiety like i have like it's almost do you remember the robin williams movie where he worked in the old folks home and they all had dementia. And then he painted the, the I never saw it, but I know what you're talking and about. And then he painted checkerboard on the floors. And then all of a sudden they came to life and they could walk because, and then something happened. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they went out again. Right. I have small glimpses, small little windows of, Hey, hanging out with people would be cool. And they're like 10 minutes long. Okay. <laughs> so, I will think. Okay, I get you now. Uh, thank you. Okay, at 1130, I'm like, hanging out with people would be awesome. So if the hanging out begins while that window is still open, we are golden. But if that window closes and people want to hang out, I'm right back to dread. Well, and I think the reason that happens is because it's so out of your comfort zone to want to be around people. Do you know what I mean? Like more often than not, you don't want to be around people, but it's true, right? I don't know. I like being around people. No, you like the idea of being around people. Yeah. But then people do things like change the schedule or don't commit to an exact time or say they're going to be 30 minutes late. And then you're like, okay, I can't people. I can't people. All right. So what do we decide? It's not... It's just, a, it's maybe it's a, a, a blend, an introvert, no, only child, I weird blend. No, I think it's blend. an only child thing. Real, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just not used to having people in my space. <laughs> Even if I'm the one controlling that space, I guess. Well, for the person, at least, hopefully, the one person who is the one person out of the 100,000 who may have heard that and said, I know exactly. I feel you, bro. You and I. I'm fist bumping. I'm fit. Solidarity. That's your fist bump right there. So I was driving down the road the other day in our neighborhood, back roads, and I had to call 911, or I felt like I had to call 911 because. No, you a thousand percent. Why do you? 
What are you talking about? You thought you felt like it. You a thousand percent were in the right to call. Okay. So I don't know why I'm feeling insecure about it, but I saw a power line. No, I saw smoke coming out of trees and they were trees that were probably 30 feet up. These are not like hundred foot tall pine trees, but there were trees that were tangled up in power lines and they, there was smoke and there were like, it was sparking. And we had the night before we had thunderstorms like for four straight mm-hmm. hours in wind and rain. Trees down. So it would, it, it's it's within the realm of possibility that a branch or something had fallen on these power lines. Right. So I called 911 and I stayed there until the Georgia power people got there because I was worried that they wouldn't be able to find it because I was driving down a street with mansions. And you know how some mansions take up like two city blocks. So there wasn't one address. It was on a corner, but it's on 10 lots. So I'm like, I don't. Did I imagine this or did you say that the house in front of this had three driveways. It literally did. So I was like, so how do I tell? Cause their mailing address where the mailbox was, wasn't on the street of the smoke. They had like a back, some sort of fancy back driveway. I don't know. So I didn't know how to I'm, tell the 911 people. I'm like, still disappointed that you didn't go to the door to that house. I couldn't get to the door. There was a gate. Well, you should have climbed three the gates. gate and you should have gone up to the door and said, there's smoke, there's fire. Terrible. Please be safe. Evacuate. Because people like that, they thank you with- By like, funding their podcast, your podcast? No, like a helicopter. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Here, have this helicopter. We're not using it. <laughs> Take- is- Go pick one of the Maseratis out front. Yeah, that's how it works. Do you want a Jag or a Range Rover? Just pick one. Thank you for your time. Now get off my porch. So I called 911. And then I realized I've called 911 probably four or five times since the beginning of the year. And you've called this month. Well, August now, but we in the month of July you called 911 twice. I called once or twice. Like, is that too much? Are we are we abusing 911? I see a direct correlation between how much we watch live PD and how much we interact with 911. I you think do. you're probably secretly hoping that six dude answers. The guy, the live PD. Jeff dude. knows that I'm like, have a big old secret, not so secret crush on sticks from live PD. It's not a secret. He retweeted her or responded to her Instagram or something. And she couldn't like, she was giggling like a schoolgirl <laughs> and couldn't wait to tell her friend Chrissy that sticks wrote back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jeff knows it's not a threat to our marriage, so it's fine. I, okay. My 911 call what well, mine mine is actually turns out to be funny. So I'll tell that story in a second. But my 911 call was because a guy, I thought a guy was dying in a bar. He'd fallen off a, a chair and hit his head. And there was a doctor there with him telling me to call 911. So that. So is- are we attracting? Here's why I called 911. I drive to work in the middle of the night. Like I'm going driving to work at 345 in the morning and Super Bowl weekend. Do you know what I'm going to say? Do you remember this? I can't know. I was driving down the connector in Atlanta. Oh, yes. And I was in like one of the middle lanes and there was a white. Audi going probably 90 coming right at me. Like they were on the wrong side of the freeway. That's so freaky. And I didn't know what to do because if you're driving down the wrong side of the freeway at 4 a.m., I don't, I, it's not, 
likely that anything is going to happen in terms of, I don't know where you're going to go. So I don't know if you're going to go straight. If I pull over, are you going to crash into the thing? Like I, there's no good way to maneuver. Cause I don't know what that person's like, thinking. Wh- like it's like, not logical, obviously. I think you would, I, I think if it ever happened to me, I would get in the far right lane in hopes that the person would think that they're on a two lane highway, which means they would be in their far right lane. And just which stay be, in the far lane. And you stay in as far to the right as you can. I, but they were going so fast too. I was trying to tell 911 where they were going, but they were going 90 miles an how, hour. How long did it take you to realize that it was a car in your lane coming your way? Um, Because I, I think I would... I almost thought I was hallucinating. Right. I was like, wait, is that? And then for a second, I was like, wait, am I on the wrong side of the road? Like have, it is really early in the morning. Yes. <laughs> am I, am I crazy? So I called number one. Obviously I had to, that person could have easily killed someone. That's valid. I called 911 this year when I hit a deer on Roswell road, same thing at like four 30 in the morning. It's when I was working at the radio station and we, and, and we were doing a, a show, a live show um, from down near the airport. And so I left earlier than usual and a freaking deer was on Roswell road, <laughs> like, of, like in Sandy Springs. It and wanted I, to go to Waffle House. Why are you being judgy? I was leaving the target is where it was going. <laughs> it was leaving the target, headed to the Church of Scientology mm-hmm. on Roswell Road. Sketchy and, deer. Yeah. And I felt bad. I, and, but and I, I called 911. And actually, while I was on the phone with the 911 operator, I saw a cop driving towards me. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I flagged him down. I put my window down and flagged him down and, and pulled over and, hung up with 911 and said something to the cop like uh like there was nothing almost indicating that there was nothing wrong with my car right and he laughed and he goes why don't you take a look at it and i got out of my car my headlight was pointed straight up like i mean that thing wrecked my car you're scary i mean they're so cute but that's really scary and it, i don't it really hurt and, somebody yeah and I love animals. I felt terrible. Yeah. Jeff was sh- really, really shaken up. Shook up. Shaken up. Um, for it days. It shook up because that was the song. All shook up. All shook up. Shook up. Perfect. Jeff was shook up for a couple of days. And um, yeah, I was really sad. He I, heard the gunshot. The cops said to euthanize the deer. It's really sad. I, and I, yeah. And then the other 911 call was when, when I was at the, this bar, the dude falls down and I didn't see what happened. So my friend who was with me was rendering aid and I didn't see, like, I just saw the guy lying on the ground next to a table. This he, is a restaurant bar, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, we're in a restaurant and he's lying on the ground next to, to the table and the, everybody is at the table, like, and they've, you know, gathered around him and my friend is like talking to him and you know sir do you know where you are and blah 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 and in the 911 operators asking me all these questions as she should like trying to assess the situation and she goes how old is he and so i say to the people who are sitting around the table mm-hmm. how old is he and they're all like we're not sure i'm like they don't know. And she goes, well, is he on any medication? So I say to the, everybody at the table, I go, is he on any, any medication? And they're all like, we don't know. And they're almost getting annoyed, right? And you're like, you guys, your friend just fell off the bar. <laughs> I thought it was their dad. I'm like, 
you guys, your dad is here. You're the worst children ever. Yeah. Well, it turns out he wasn't with them. He was (laughs) in the bar stool near them. And when he fell, he fell backwards and kind of bounced off their table and landed on the ground. He's like, why are you asking us what medication we say he's on? Like, we don't know this person. I'm pretty sure I got nasty with them. Like, I'm pretty sure I was like, come on, you guys help your dad out. But no, I don't think we call 911. But do you too think much. that most people even call 911 in a year or do we just watch too much Dateline and crime stuff and live PD so we're extra vigilant about what's going on around us? Well, we don't call 911 like we don't waste their time, but I just feel like is everyone calling 911 five I, times a year? That seems weird to me. I bet we're fine. Every single time we've called, there's been a reason. I guarantee you 911 gets phone calls with, you know, from people saying there is a suspicious man in my neighbor's yard. And the 911 operator says, well, tell me about him. I, he doesn't look familiar. Uh, he is pushing it appears to be a, a lawnmower. He's pushing a lawnmower and he's not wearing a shirt. And the 911 operator is like, ma'am, it's 100 degrees out in the summer. Do you think he's mowing his lawn? It could be. I Or he's casing the joint. <laughs> I guarantee you they get calls like that 24-7. That's why I think, have you ever noticed 911 operators are a little bit nasty? Like The I, one I had was so nice last time. Oh, every co- time I call 911, every time, they're almost like annoyed by my existence. Yeah. Like 911, what's your emergency? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. There's a dude lying on the ground. He's older. I think he hit his head. All right. Are you in Sandy Springs or are you in Atlanta? Like, I don't know. I'm here. Here's where I am. All right. <laughs> How old is he? This is how Jeff is hearing in his head. It's probably like not like that at all. He's old. He's old enough that when he hits his head, I'm I'm calling you. Right. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you so much once again for being a part of the Upside Podcast. We appreciate you times 100,000. Y'all are heroes. And we will be back with you tomorrow. Yes, we'll be back with you tomorrow. And know this. If something happens... And we're around. One of us will call 911 for you. Thank you for listening to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. Can you believe 100,000 listens? I seriously can't. I still kind of think the numbers are fake. <laughs> I, here, I, this is a true story. I spot a second analytics thing that you can attach to the first analytics thing to double check do we know that it wasn't my mom listening on repeat it doesn't count i've looked into every possible situation where it could be wrong and it's right One hundred thousand people thank you seriously